Alright, if you would take your Bibles and go to the book of Matthew. Go to the book of Matthew today, chapter 7. I want to share a passage of Scripture with you today. This is going to be more like a Bible study. But I want to try to teach you something in here today that really, um, I think this verse is is very misused. And, and I think a lot of people... Um, we're being trained in churches today, especially in churches, not to use a very valuable uh, gift that God has given us, something that we are supposed to do. But at the same time, uh, I think so. the misinterpretation of this Scripture, I think it does. It, it gets us in a lot of trouble. And I think if we interpret this right, it would keep us out of a lot of trouble. Now, I don't know about you all, but I like to stay out of as much trouble as I possibly can. I remember when I was a kid, it seemed like I was always in trouble and boy you know i remember you start learning how to stay out of trouble and it feels pretty good and um i remember one of the best feelings i ever had and i don't think i had it till i was a teenager and i think i probably only had it one or two times but you know there were many times when all of us are i have four sisters and there are many times when all of us would get in trouble at the same time and there was many times where there would be Maybe just one that didn't get in trouble, but that one was just never me. And I remember finally, you know, when that time came where all my sisters were in trouble and I wasn't, man, it felt good. It felt really good not to be in trouble, but I think they just always assumed uh, Tommy had to be involved and if they were in trouble, I was in trouble too. That's the way I remember it. And uh, a valuable lesson I learned when I started working with kids and when I started teaching is that the way kids see things and the way kids remember things is not always the way it happened. Because, well, I would get accused of being very unfair sometimes. I was like, that did not happen that way. And it caused me to think back to a Sunday school teacher I had when I was a kid. I, I'm going to tell you the story the way I remember this. All right? this, is, this is the way I remember it. But I don't believe it happened this way. But I do remember it. I was in Sunday school. I'm sitting there. I'm behaving. I, I might have talked a few times. You know, I was a little boy. You know, we tend to talk out of turn sometimes. And she told me to stop. And she told me if I said one more word, that I was going to the bad chair. And I'm being good. A little while later, she asked me a question. I answered the question. And she said, you said another word, you're going to the bad chair. And that's the way I remember it. Now, it probably didn't happen that way, but that's, that's, that sure is the way I remember it. And, you know, the kids are thinking, that's really familiar. We did a video skit one time where that actually happened to Jason. He was the kid, and the teacher actually did that to him. And so I would tell people, part of the story is based on an actual event, as I remember it. But I, I don't think it happened that way. But uh, we, do, we, get, we get stuff in our heads sometimes that just isn't right, and especially... When you're a little kid. But anyway, let's go to the lesson this morning. Matthew chapter 7 and verse 1 says, Judge not that ye be not judged. Judge not that ye be not judged. For with what judgment ye judge, ye shall be judged. And with what measure ye meet, it shall be measured to you again. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considerest not the beam that is in thine own eye? Or how wilt thou say to thy brother, Let me pull out the mote out of thine eye, and behold, a beam is in thine own eye? Thou hypocrite! First cast out the beam out of thine own eye, and then thou shalt see clearly to cast out the mote of thy brother's eye. 
So right here, we, we have probably one of the best feel-good passages of Scripture that you'll ever read. Boy, I mean, you go to most of your charismatic churches, you're not going to go there for more than a month where they're not going to reference this Scripture or preach a whole message on not judging other people and not looking down on other people and not making other people feel bad. And I'm not telling you to go around looking down on other people. I'm not telling you to go around making other people feel bad. And But I am not going to tell you all not to... Judge. Not to judge. And I say, but it says right here, judge not. Well, there's more than one definition of judge. And the truth is, when people tell you not to judge, and even in churches, when they're preaching against judging, they're actually wrong in the, some of the things they're telling you not to judge on. I can show you a lot more verses, and I will show you a lot more verses where it tells us to judge. And, but I'll, um, and we're going to get into some of those, and then I want us to get the context. I think where people are missing what this is actually talking about and what it's telling us to do. And, and don't get ahead of me. Oh, so you're telling us to go ahead and judge everybody and criticize everybody? Don't get ahead of me, okay? Let's, let's get through the message and then uh, see if you're still mad at me after we're all done with this. But I, I, I think this is very important. But let's look at some of the definitions of judges, one means you know properly to scrutinize or to investigate, uh, interrogate, determine, ask, question, discern, examine, judge. Some one of the things in First Corinthians chapter two. Go ahead and turn over there. I'm going to jump around to a lot of scriptures. If you want to follow, that's fine. Uh, but I'll be I'll be kind of going back and forth. First Corinthians chapter two, in verse fourteen, it says. But the natural man receiveth not the spirit, the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness unto him. Neither can they be, he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. The natural man, that is the lost. That is the man who is not saved. That was you all before you accepted Christ in your heart. If you've not accepted Christ in your heart, then that's you still. The natural man. There's some things that they can't understand that they can't receive. But then verse 15 says, but he that is spiritual, talking about somebody who's saved, somebody who's born of the Spirit. Everyone in here has been born naturally, but not everyone maybe has been born of the Spirit of God. But the one who's spiritual, the one who's born of the Spirit, judgeth all things. Yet he himself is judged of no man. Right here it tells us if we're spiritual or if we're saved, we judge all things. So, how can we do that if we're not supposed to judge anybody? Well, because obviously there are some good ways to judge. And what this is, this is talking about here in 1 Corinthians, this verse is talking about basically just judging or understanding something. Have you ever, have you ever tried to maybe understand somebody? You try to understand where they're coming from. You know what you're doing? You're judging that person. Maybe you see somebody and they're having a really bad day. And boy, they're, they're, they're having a bad attitude. And they're being real mean. And you try to, hey, what's, what's wrong with them today? Maybe it's, maybe it's your wife. Maybe she's having a bad day and she's kind of, you know, and not in a very good mood. And you as a husband, you know what you do? Hopefully you try, you, you're, you're judging her. You're trying to figure out why is she mad? Uh, is it because I, you know, did I leave the bathroom a mess? Uh, you know, did I did I forget her birthday? Did I forget her anniversary? Uh, you know, what is it? You know what you're doing? You're judging. You're trying to understand what's going on. Hopefully, so you can fix it. And that, hey, that that's a good thing. You're, but you're judging. 
you're judging. And that's uh, apparently some people think all judging is bad, but you're just trying to understand. Maybe you know you're trying to be. That's how you can be compassionate to somebody. You try to understand where they come from. You're trying to judge them. All right, what's going on? You maybe you ask questions, like it says here in the definition. You know, interrogate. We're trying to figure out what's going on. We want to understand something. And when we and one of the uh, ways we judge is we judge when we try to prove something right or wrong. In First John chapter four, verse one. First John chapter four. It says, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits. That word try there has the same definition of judge that we looked at in 1 Corinthians. But try the spirits, whether they have God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby ye know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus has come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist whereof ye have learned that it should come or even now already is in the world. What this passage is telling us to do is telling us to try the spirits or judge them. What you're supposed to do right now, you're supposed to be judging me and what I'm preaching. You know what you're and the way you do that? All right. Is this scriptural? What he's preaching is what he's teaching us according to the Bible. I might be saying something that goes against what modern thinking says, and and you've got to judge that. You've got to ask yourself: Is he telling us the truth here? Is this scriptural? Does it come from the Bible? And thank God we have something that we can look at. Our judges that we have in our community and even in our Supreme Court, those judges, they're not supposed to just go by their own opinion. They're not just by what they think. They're supposed to go by what the law is. That's all they're supposed to do. And they go and they hear those cases. They hear what's going on. And that judge, they are not supposed to have an opinion on anything. I was watching a thing in the news just this morning where the Supreme Court made a decision and they were you know, uh, talking about all the different things that the judges were saying about how they thought and how they felt, giving their opinions. And you know what? These judges, they were in our Supreme Court, their opinions were extremely different. And you know what? That's fine. But the problem I had is none of them were talking about what the actual law says. That's what a judge is supposed to do. They are, they are supposed to judge according to what the law is. You are supposed to judge according to the Scriptures. And therefore, you have the right when you go into any church, including this one, if somebody gets up and they preach something that is against what the Scripture says, you have the right to say false prophet, liar, antichrist. Everyone that confesseth not that Jesus Christ has come in the flesh is of antichrist. So you know what that means? You could say, no, I don't want to be mean. I don't want to judge anybody. I'm not going to go naming any religions. But there's religions that they don't believe that Jesus was God. Antichrist. Well, you shouldn't judge them like that. I'm not judging. Uh, I mean, I am judging, but it's not bad. The Bible told me I can do that. It says to do that. We are supposed to judge. And you all, you have every right every week to judge what I'm teaching. But you do it according to the Scriptures. Not how you feel about it. There might be some messages that I'm going to preach. I don't like that. Hey, there's messages I preach that I don't like. But I'm supposed to preach the Scriptures. 
And that and that's what we and we're supposed to judge things according to the scripture. We test them out, we listen, we'll hear what they have to say, and if it's against the scriptures, false prophet. That is a judgment that we make. And the spiritual, I mean, they, they judge all things. We listen, we pay attention, we watch what's going on. We, we're supposed to, not, not, and I'm not talking about judging to criticize. We're going to get into the judging where you actually uh, condemn, okay? But for example, you watch how somebody is raising their kids, maybe. Maybe you see how they're doing, you, you watch and you see what works and what doesn't work. I, that's what I do. That's, that's a lot of how I pastor a church. Listen, I'm just. I'm a copycat, alright? I don't come up with anything original. I just try to watch what works. I try to watch what doesn't work. I try to do the things that work. I try not to do the things that don't work. You know, I'm judging. We all judge every day. We're supposed to do that. We're supposed to pay attention. I try to teach my kids to do that. I've told you the story before. When we were fishing one day, and we saw some teenager come driving like a maniac, and he was trying to show off at his girlfriend in the car. Uh, and he goes and loses control, goes and hits somebody's fence, drives through some of their bushes, hits a fence, goes and tr- he's trying to get out, damages more of the fence, more of the bushes in the process, gets out and drives away. Well, there's a whole bunch of people watching. They got his license plate number, called the police, the, and a police came by later. They were at his house before he even got to his house. And you know what I told my boys there? I said, You see what just happened there? I said, He was being stupid. I was judging when I said that. I think I was probably right. The way he was driving, that was stupid. And I said, and when when he had that wreck, if he would have just called the police and said, hey, I had a wreck and told him the truth, he would have gotten in trouble for driving recklessly. He would have had to take care of the damage that he did. I said, but because he ran and didn't report the accident, he's going to be in a lot more trouble. You know how I knew that? I was judging. You know why? Because that's the law. You leave the scene of a crime, you're gonna get you're gonna get in more trouble. That was judging, and I wanted them to see that. That way, they would judge, and then hopefully, when they're older and they're driving and they're thinking about driving crazy, you know, I remember that one boy that was driving crazy, and you know, I don't want that to happen to me. Maybe they have a wreck and they're tempted to drive off. I want them to remember that. I want them to judge that situation and judge the situation that they're in and say, you know what? I better just call the police. I better just come clean on what just happened. That is judging and that is wisdom. And the world tells you, know, you can't judge. You're not, and we are allowed. We are supposed to. Now, I didn't run over to that kid and say, you know, you idiot, you horrible driver, you fool. I mean, you know, you, you, you ought to go to jail. You ought to have this happen to you. I, I didn't have to do that. Okay? He already proved all those things. And I guarantee you he felt really stupid. And the truth is, somebody did tell him he had to go to jail probably or tell him he didn't have to pay fines. And that was an appointed judge. Okay? And, if, and, that, and he had every right to do that. I'm not talking about that kind of thing, but judging. And it's okay to do that. Watch what works. Watch other people's marriages. Watch what they're doing that works. Watch what they're doing that doesn't work. And don't do it, judge them, so you can go tell them everything they're doing wrong, but judge them so you can implement those things or keep things out in your own life. But we judge when we understand another person's perspective. So in that passage that we read, talks about the natural man. He can't receive things. I've got all kinds of scriptures. We don't have time to go into all of them. But you know, try to understand where people are coming from. That takes judging. You're thinking, you know, what if I was in that situation? 
What if I had? What I, I try to do this all the time? Because you know, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a Bible believer. I believe what this book says. But what if I grew up in a home and I was I never went to church in my life, never went to church, never read a Bible, and let's just say, what if all of a sudden I decided I probably should go to church, and I try to think, where would I go? Which one would I pick? How would I know? I try to I try to put myself in that person's place, and whenever I'm going out, maybe knocking doors, inviting people, I mean, what? What in the world would that person who's never been taught doctrine, who's never maybe never even had a Bible, how in the world would they know what church to go to? Boy, that's you know when you do that, that'll cause you to have a little more compassion on people that maybe are picking the wrong ones, or maybe they just get frustrated and they. I mean, a try if you can you imagine if the first time you ever went to church, you go into one of these places where they're handling snakes or something, and everybody's speaking in tongues, and can you imagine? I'd probably never go back to any other church again. Or can you imagine going into one of these churches where everybody's so boring? I mean, and everybody's so you know, and it's so quiet and calm. I mean, if anybody you know dared to say amen in there, everybody pass out. I mean, just what if that's what you did? I've been in churches before where not one person even talked to me. Not one person shook my hand. I'm like, man, this place is rude. I've been to those places before. What if that would have been the first time I ever was in church? You know, try to think about those things. That's that's judging, and that can help us to put ourselves in their place. And maybe if a visitor comes into church here, or that'll cause us. Hey, you know what? If I was them, this is what I would want somebody to do for me. That judging us, judging them, can help us help them because we can we can understand. We see what they we see what the needs are. You see somebody that has an you know if you if I if you see somebody on the side of the road and maybe they're looking under their hood or maybe they're getting a spare tire or something you know what you judge and say you know what they're having car problems and that can give you the opportunity to say you know what I could help them out I could I could go do something about that that that's judging that's wise. We should be paying attention. And we live in a world today where people, they literally pay no attention to anything that's going on in anybody else's lives. I've seen the videos before where there's people, I saw a video not too long ago, where I think they might have been drunk or something, but they were just passed out on the sidewalk. And it was in a city and everybody's just walking by them. Just walking by them like nothing, not paying any attention. There's been situations where there's been fights and things going on. Some poor lady, she's getting beat up. The neighborhood, they just stand there and watch. I something wrong with that. And we've been taught just to be in our own little world and not see past the end of our own nose. And we're supposed to judge. We're supposed to be paying attention to what's going on and then try to do something to help the situ- to help the, situ- the situation. Judge this church. Look at what's going on. Look at what the needs are around here. Judge judge this place. But then say, now what can I do? To help with that. Not so you can go and tell us everything that's wrong. Not so you can write the pastor a note. 105 things I found wrong with Liberty Baptist Church in one visit. Alright? Not so you can do that. So you can help. Maybe the reason you notice that you're that part of the body of believers that we need to take care of those things. God's given you that gift to notice those things. Not so you can point them out and be critical. But so you can do something about it. But we, but, uh, we judge... When we plead for God's mercy on behalf of others. So how, how do you do that? When we, 
basically when we remember remember what it was like when you were lost. Alright, you're judging that situation. You're putting yourself in their place again. Lord, please be merciful to them. Like your word of me. You know, remember what it was like. Maybe there's been times in life where you were backslidden, where you got away from God, where you got out of church. Remember what that was like. Judge that situation and then pray for God's mercy for those people. Maybe there's been times you were just wrong. You thought you were doing the right thing, but you were just wrong. You made some mistakes. And when somebody else is doing that same thing, it ought to cause you to pray for them. But also, um, there's so many examples. I don't even know if I'll have time to get into all of them. But judging sometimes, it's talking about basically just governing ourselves as a church. We ought to be able to govern ourselves. We ought to be able to judge our situation. We ought to be able to have a business meeting just with our local body of believers right here. We shouldn't have to be calling up a headquarters somewhere of people that are a lot smarter than we are and can handle our situations better because we don't know what to do. We ought to be able to judge ourselves. Not going to take time to read the story, but the Bible says if you have a matter against each other in the church, it talks about not going... You know, to the outside judge to deal with those things. They, he, Paul said, you'd be better off taking the most least esteemed person in the church. In other words, I mean, whoever is a member of your church that you think is probably the least wise, we won't say foolish, but the least wise person, they would be better off judging your situation than someone from the outside. The Lord wants the church to be able to take care of the things in the church. And for us, he wants, and your family, your family, you ought to be able to judge yourselves. You ought to be able to govern yourselves. You shouldn't have to have an actual judge decide everything. Uh, that happens a lot. Whenever maybe marriages are breaking up and things, judges get involved. And I understand the way things are legally these days. Uh, sometimes you have to, but the truth is, boy, if you can work those things out yourself, you're going to be a lot better off. Than somebody else. I'm telling you right now. I'm saying, you know, you know what's. I, I, I told a couple of this one time. It's like, you know what's best for your family. A lot more than some judge that does not know you, that does not know your kids. Are you sure you want them making the decision? Are you sure you want them telling you what to do? I think you need to figure this out. Uh, I just, I hate her too much. Get over it. You have to judge this situation, not somebody else. You don't want you don't want me doing it. I don't live in your home. I don't. I'm not. You need to be able to figure those things out. Don't make you know. Like I said, I uh, we depend on judges on the outside way too much for things. And we God, especially in the church, God wants us to be able to judge ourselves. We shouldn't be having fights and contention. We ought to be able to get these things taken care of. But. there are there's a lot of different types. There's all kinds of examples we can go through in the Bible uh, when it when it talks about judging. But the thing that people are calling judging the most that I'm telling you today not to veer from and is stay strong is that is basically preaching the word. You quote scripture, somebody, how dare you judge me? And preaching the word and giving scripture that's not judging. The Bible. Is not our opinion. It's the Word of God. And the Bible says we've been commanded to spread the gospel. And you know what? The first part of the gospel is we're all sinners. Well, that's judging. Yeah, but it's judging right. Because it's the Word of God. They're trying, you know, they try so hard to make this a battle between people. 
You know, I was watching another thing, thing in the news. I'm thinking about, I'm probably going to preach a message along these lines pretty soon. But one of the things that is going on that just drives me nuts is a lot of the racial tension in the country today. And most of the stuff that we're fighting about when it comes to racial things is just absolutely stupid. And it's just, there's people, you know, you got your Al Sharpton's and stuff literally just stirring things up. Literally, I mean, they're just, they're finding things. Uh, I saw one thing, some coach was having a private conversation and he was saying some, you know, racial things. And, you know, now everybody's against this basketball team because of it. Is the guy racist? Yeah. Is he, should he have said that? No. But I'm not going to get real worried about it. Okay. I'm not, I, I don't have time to get worried about every, what everybody has going on in their mind. I don't have time to worry about that. Well, you know what so-and-so thinks about Christians? I mean, there's even Christian people that do that. They try to get everybody stirred up because, you know, Starbucks, they said stuff against Christians and, they're, and, yeah, and they probably have. And they shouldn't do that. And well, you know, I don't like coffee anyway, so I don't really care. But it's like, you know, I don't have time to worry about what the owner of Starbucks thinks. I don't really care. Okay? I mean, he, he's not important. I, I don't even know who it is. I've never met that person. But people are con- they're constantly trying to stir stuff up. I don't care about what people think. Okay? Well, we all we ought to care about is what the Word of God says. That's what we judge of. And, and that, is, that is okay to do. We've been commanded to do that. And the truth is, some people accuse you of judging all the time. But if I tell you about a law in our state or country that you're breaking, am I, aren't I judging you there? I, I didn't know about this. My kids told me we had, I had the trailer hitch on my van. And my dad, uh, they had the van at the house and he took it off and he put it inside there. Because apparently, I guess now, you're not supposed to have a trailer hitch on if you're not pulling a trailer. I didn't know that. Well, I'm glad I know now though. I'm glad my dad judged me and said, hey, you're, he didn't t- tell me this, but you know, he, he, said, he basically said, I was breaking the law. And I was. Just because you don't know you're breaking the law doesn't mean you're not breaking the law. I didn't know about that law. I think that's a stupid law. I was trying to think of why they did it. The only thing I could figure out is some cop one time when he was probably going to look at a person's license plate probably hit his chin on it like I've done a couple times. And it's like, forget it. You think, oh, I, don't, I don't know. But it's a law. Okay, and there are laws. And you know what? Aren't you glad when you find out you're breaking a lot when somebody tells you rather than a policeman coming and giving you a ticket for it because they can do that. They don't care that you didn't know about it and it doesn't matter that you didn't know about it. That's why I have somebody help me do my taxes. I know how to do taxes. I took a tax school and everything, but they change the laws all the time. Every year it's different. And you know what? I want to have somebody else to blame if something, if something goes wrong because I don't want the IRS after me. They're, they're way too powerful. And I mean, they, they are our country's uh, mafia pretty much. I mean, they'll, they're, they're, they're a scary group. I'm scared to death of them. But when, when somebody's breaking the law of God, for us to spread the law of God, for us to share that law, it's not a bad thing because here's the truth. The penalty of breaking this law is eternity in hell. Well, I should get a whole lot more offended over my dad telling me I'm breaking a law that might cost me 75 bucks or over something that's going to cause me to spend eternity in hell. 
Think so. We get offended by somebody telling us, you're breaking a law that's going to cost you an eternity in hell. How dare you? And you're also breaking a law that's going to cost you 75 bucks. Thank you so much. Does does that make any sense? Absolutely not. But we have been trained to this, when it comes to religion, when it comes to the things of God, keep it all to yourself. Don't ever make anybody feel bad. Don't act like a Christian. Don't talk like a Christian. Don't dress like a Christian. You're going to make somebody feel bad. I heard a story today. And once again, I think you know there's people on the Christian side I think just trying to stir things up. But I guess this kind of stuff happens. A second grade girl in a public school brought her Bible to school. They had a free reading time and she wanted to read her Bible. The teacher told her, take it home and don't bring it back. That's terrible. Why, why did they have a problem with reading her Bible? Because hey, there's a lot of convicting stuff in there. That's going to expose a lot of things that they're teaching in the school that's not right. For example, creation. Well, we can't have them read about creation when we're trying to teach them evolution. You know, we can't try to teach them about you know, modern marriage when they're reading about traditional marriage in the Bible. Biblical marriage. We can't, we can't have that. I heard about another kid. They got in trouble. Uh, they were praying for their food. Went to pray, bow their head, pray for their food silently during lunch. And the teacher saw it and stopped them from praying for their food. Well, you know, because that convicts other people. Because they know they ought to be thanking God and asking God to bless their food. And people, no, they need to keep that stuff to themselves. No, we're supposed to be an, we're supposed to be an example. Jesus said, ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. If we're supposed to be the light of the world, how can we shine when we're keeping everything quiet? When we're keeping everything to ourselves? That's called putting our light under a bushel. Not on a candlestick. We're supposed to be uh, being that example. We're supposed to be showing people what's going on. And that kind of judging is absolutely appropriate. It is what we've been called to do. So what about this Matthew 7? This judge not. Well, what this is talking about here, and really you don't see this kind of judging talked about a whole lot in the Bible, mainly just right here. And that's when we try to determine what should be the consequences of someone else's actions. Alright, for example, if I see maybe you know one of the husbands, he's not being very nice to his wife, and I go up that, you know, you know, you ought to leave your husband. He doesn't deserve you. Well that that's terrible. All right? you know, we don't go pronouncing judgment on other people like that. Or maybe I see somebody backsliding. You know, the Lord ought, you ought to just strike them with a lightning bolt. That's what they ought to get. You know, I'm doing, I'm trying, I'm, I'm, that's, that's bad judging. Try to determine what should be the consequences for someone else's actions. It says, judge not that ye be not judged. Now this sin, okay? Now, these pe- now even when it comes to this, these people are saying, don't you judge me. And then they try to quote this verse. They don't know what they're talking about because here's the reason this is a sin. This sin is not a sin against somebody else. It's a sin against yourself. And God tells us why. Jesus said, don't judge people like that because with what measure ye meet, it's going to be measured to you again. So, for example... If I'm saying every time somebody does something that I think is wrong, the Lord ought to strike them with a lightning bolt, I might get struck with a lightning bolt. That's how God's going to judge us. He says, you know, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Well, for some of us, we're not going to get forgiven. 
And because God judges us the way we judge other people. But not only does God do that, He's warning us here also because other people do the same thing. And He's saying, you're, you're going to get yourself in trouble here. Okay, If every time you see somebody who's having a need and you judge them in a negative way, that's going to happen to you. If your neighbor comes over and he's like, hey, can I borrow your lawnmower? Mine broke down. You ought to take better care of your equipment. You ought to take better care of your stuff. Go buy a new one. Creep. All right. And then your lawnmower breaks down. What's going to happen if you go and ask to borrow his lawnmower? He's going to treat you the same way. You see this kind of thing at work all the time. You know, there's just like at my job, there's certain, you know, I'm not going to explain the whole job and everything, but there's certain things I try to do because, uh, you know, I know I get annoyed or I try not to because it annoys me when other people do it. And people do. They pick up on how you do and they do. They treat you the way you treat them. That's just the way it is. You're friendly to people out in public. You smile at them. You say nice things. You shake your hand. You shake their hand. They're going to be friendly back to you. You say you see them. You give them a scowl. You stick your tongue out at them. They're not, they're not going to be friendly to you. It's going to come back on you. You're going to be the one who needs something someday. And if you if you didn't help them, they're not going to help you either. If you judge them in a bad way, they're going to judge you in a bad way. And you are just putting yourself in a terrible position when you do that. That's why. Too, you know, if if I am judging somebody in a good way, and I'm like, you know, they're in this mess because they deserve it. I'm allowed to think that and keep that to myself. But then, if there's an opportunity to help them, you know what? That's a great opportunity to say, you know what? Forget what they deserve. I'm going to be a blessing anyway. And the blessing there is that that now that's the way God is going to be with us. When he sees us being merciful to others, he'll be merciful to us. I don't know about you, but I don't want everything that I deserve. So I shouldn't be giving everybody what they deserve. That guy deserves a punch in the nose. Well, there's been times when I deserve to be punched in the nose. I didn't want to get punched in the nose. So you know, I, we need to make sure we... Bible says, whatsoever you would that men should do to you, do ye, do ye even so to them. This type of judgment, it's a sin... Against yourself. You're deciding your own punishment. David did that. Nathan came to him and he gave him an example, a parable of a man who stole another man's sheep. And David got angry and said, that man's going to pay fourfold. But David didn't realize that Nathan was actually talking about David. David stole another man's wife. And Nathan told him, basically your judgment that you gave is what you're going to get. And David paid fourfold. Lost his children. Four children. I guarantee David probably wishes he'd have said that man's going to ask for forgiveness and that other man needs to forgive him. <laughs> because maybe that would, have, that would have happened with him. But another way too, sometimes we, and this is a dangerous, be careful with this, we judge when we attribute bad circumstances as a consequence for past sins. Okay, if somebody's car breaks down today, don't be like, person probably didn't pay their tithe today. Don't do that. Alright? Because you know what? When he comes and maybe you skip, that might happen to you. Alright? Maybe some that that's a terrible thing. Maybe somebody sometimes people will die. I was like, well, they just weren't right with God. The Lord took them out. Be careful. Be careful there. Because you know what? 
sometimes we're not right with God. And if we're going around, I mean, so don't do that. Is so dangerous. We talk a lot about that, but I do not recommend that. We have, there's examples in the Bible I can show you, but be very careful with that. Sometimes God does punish people. Sometimes bad things happen because a person was bad, but sometimes bad things happen to good people. Not, don't go doing that. Every time something bad happens to somebody, they must not be right with God. Very, very dangerous. Also, we judge when we try to carry out judgment or consequences for someone else's sins. Listen, there might be some people that deserve some bad things to happen. You, you know what? We don't have to be the executioner. Alright? Hey, if they did wrong, I'm going to let the Lord take care of them. It's like, oh, they don't, they don't deserve kindness. I'm going to make sure I'm mean to them. They don't deserve to be welcome in this church. I'm going to make sure they don't feel welcome. No, no, no. Don't you be the executioner. All right? Let the Lord deal with them. We can't... That, so we, that, that's very dangerous. That's not what God's talking about. That's not what we should do. And many times we do. Try to punish them ourselves. We should not be anxious to cast that first stone. Everybody loves that passage. He that hath no sin, let him cast the first stone. That woman in the story deserved to be stoned. According to that Old Testament law, she deserved to be stoned. But Jesus was trying to teach him something here. And the truth is, there are people, they deserve bad things that happen, but we don't want to cast a stone. Why didn't those people cast the stones there? Because the words that Jesus said caused them to look at their own sin. And that's what we ought to do. We ought to... So you know what? Hey, the Lord can take care of them, not me. I'm not going to do that. Don't be that kind of judge. Bad idea. That will come back to haunt you big time. But I hope you will judge in the area of understanding. Why? So we can be a compassionate judge. Be a compassionate one. Think about others. Be, judge in a way so you can help, so you can make a difference. So with that, we'll stand together. Heads bowed, eyes closed.